Hello and welcome to The Nature Pod, a weekly conversation and invitation to join me and my guests as we navigate pathways to nature, as prescribed in forest bathing and the practice of Shinrin-yoku. Let's awaken our senses to all that is around us as my fellow walkers in life, friends, experts in the field of health, wellness and ecotherapy share their stories of nature connection and their insights into personal development. I'm Suzanne Radford, forest therapy practitioner, communication coach and radio presenter, lover of the great outdoors, guiding people through nature to a place of calm, clarity and contentment. I have found some of the best conversations, ideas and inspiration happen when walking and spending time in nature. So let's connect and see where it takes us. My guest today is Daisy May, a medical herbalist based in the Algarve in Portugal. Her life has always been about understanding the wisdom of the natural world and our connection within it. She qualified as a medical herbalist in 2004 and has been working as a full-time clinician and facilitator of learning ever since. She is a gardener, meditator and is passionate about the plants and the trees. I caught up with Daisy at Serotonia, a centre for healing and education founded by Daisy and her partner Corey and where Daisy offers consultations, herbal workshops and courses. Sitting on a Sunday morning on the terrace, I begin by asking Daisy what she is noticing. Looking out at part of the gardens here, it's the Chakra Garden, but it's also called Calendula's Garden in honour of that plant, which we will actually see in a bit later. And and yes, we can see loads of rose geranium and roses and and the sage. The sage has been in full flower and is just, just coming down now. Um, We can see the wind shimmering through the marjoram. And actually, that's a bit, those grasses there are um, citronella, but we do also have the the lemongrass and lots of rosemary there in the heart. We have rosemary in different sections. So we've got seven sections here of the seven main um, chakras. And in the center is the heart with the rosemary, which is so good for the heart, so good for circulation, but also for our emotional heart. Um, Yes, and we have lots of beautiful olives around us. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful morning and there's a real tranquility sitting here. Uh, how did you come to arrive in this space? Actually, it really is since childhood, um, really having a connection with nature, as I do believe all children do. Um, but I definitely spent an incredible amount of time in I did actually be brought up in, in in London, but I was very fortunate to have always gardens. I had a garden, grandmother had gardens, so had a lot of time in the gardens. And also my mum has a lot of connections with Spain, and um, so we also spent a lot of time there, which is actually on a little island um, off of Spain, Formentera, which is very close to my heart. Um, and yes found nature to really being with the plants and trees really felt uh, I, I felt a healing and a support from a very young age but also at that young age i knew that i would be helping people and i knew that i couldn't do it alone and needed nature as as my sort of my main my main tool my main resource to support and help others connect in with nature um so really i had quite a strong idea from a young age and it's actually recently that i realized that nature plants and trees particularly 
supported that journey. I've been on that journey. They've always given me a push. And if ever I kind of got off that <laughs> trajectory a bit, they somehow I would get another push from nature. Like, hold on, this is the this is the the, the track. Um, even though I didn't know where I would buy land or or how that would all come about. Uh, an opportunity did come in my early 20s and um, I I took it and this land was bought um, in Portugal in the Algarve. Not that I had that much connection here and I even um, ended up living in Glasgow, Scotland for another whole 10 years. Um, in fact, it was another 15 years in total. Um, and I moved to Glasgow because that is where I actually did my formal training, four-year study of, of herbal medicine and became a, a qualified herbalist, although I'd been working with plants for many years before that. Although it was an incredible journey, actually, the, the training, it was in the beginning just for the piece of paper because I felt that I wanted to come to Portugal. I knew I was coming to Portugal pretty much at that time, although... Having said that, still there was a lot of bits and bobs and I fell in love with Scotland, no two ways about it. And and being in the mountains, being with ancient, ancient trees, again, was a, a great support and also great love and thinking, my, is this not where I want to live? And for a moment, there was even an idea to sell this land and, and buy in Scotland, um, but for one reason or another, again, it didn't happen. And by 2010, and again, another big journey in, in the mountains in Spain, absolutely clarified it. Within a couple of days, actually, really being quiet and still and camping on the, on the, on the earth. After a few days, it was clear in 2010, actually, no, this is it. We're coming to Portugal and we're going to really, really go forth with the dream, which was always, as I said, to have land for people to heal, to learn. And by 2013, we, we left Scotland, came to this area, to the Algarve, and we built the centre, which we're sitting on the terrace at the moment. Um, and the centre comprises partly where we live and also areas to, to, for teaching and accommodation and different, different aspects that are needed for the centre. Um, and yes, and so here we have the, the eight, eight acres and we started pretty much, basically by 2014, started planting trees. We've planted hundreds of trees and we're going to go for a walk in a moment and we have different areas, different zones, I suppose you could call it. We've just mentioned um, the chakra garden here and we will see other gardens that we've, we've, we've created. And uh, it has been an incredible amount of work and still, still continues to be. But this is as when I feel, although it's hard work, being with the plants, tending to the plants, um, learning from the plants is, is the best and it really is. Um, yeah. Daisy, just to explain your practice as a herbalist, so what does that entail? Basically, I have consultations with people. So um, being a herbalist, I, I treat 
anything and everything um, from from sort of imbalances uh, to which <laughs> to digestive problems respiratory to cancer to emotional health but really whatever it is that the person's come with uh, we really are looking at, at the whole picture um, the physical emotional spiritual health of the person and um, in that consultation we really explore many facets and then working finding resources and of course herbs herbal preparations are one of the the tools and and modes of healing but also finding maybe nutrition looking at nutrition looking at meditation looking at movement looking at um, being in nature in one way or another um, so that's certainly a part of what I do and one of the reasons I also wanted space more space than just being in a little clinic room perhaps in a city which I certainly was for many years um, actually being with the plants so either if we're sitting here on the terrace we have all the plants around us and and the birds singing and the bees buzzing and it really is like that um, but also sometimes somebody may spend longer than one consultation you know a couple of hours they may come here and what I call it at the moment is a healing rest so we would come maybe for three days five days sometimes even two weeks and it is an extended consultation and it's time to explore ever deeper some of the the, the issues that have come up um, but really working with breath and working with being with the plants, finding your allies um, and taking that time to stop and reflect and have the space. And um, it is, in the seven years we've been here, really have observed so many people really having that connection, finding that connection, trusting that I think is one of the biggest jobs that I feel I do is to help people trust that they can connect you don't have to be a special person to do that we all have it um, but we just need to stop for a moment um, also within my work as a herbalist I have uh, I teach I have been teaching for many years um, and here at Serotonia it's a great place um, to do that and being with the plants um, so most of what I'm teaching is, is basic herbal medicine to empower you to, to take those tools home so that you really have, um, that you can do it yourself. Coming to the herbalist is, is a useful thing, definitely, and um, I, I, I'm supporting your journey, but within that also to give you the tools that a lot of the work you can do yourself. For example, with the herbs, growing them, making teas from them. Um, just seeing the great abundance that the plants can give us on all levels. And the name, Serotonia. Serotonia, exactly. So Serotonia is the scientific first part of carob. And we have a lot of carob growing here, as is over the whole of the Algarve, in many areas of the Algarve. It took a while for choosing the name of this place and because calendula is such an important herb in my life it is definitely one of my allies and I see it helping many many people I wanted I did want that name however that name has been taken so it took a long time to then find the right name but serotonia really does work because it covers a lot of very important parts 
it's a medicine it's a, it's a herbal medicine um, it has a great anti-inflammatory it it contains a lot of magnesium and calcium and other other minerals that really do help with with um, with pain and I've seen it do that and I make a medicines from it but keeping with the name serotonia it also um, is a food it is a great food it also is music because the pods the dried pods really do make this immense amazing sound that you can connect in with and another part of serotonia the carob which is so important in my work is the flower or the vibration of the plant the vibration of that tree um, helps us to disentangle from our ancestral repeated patterns so when I learned that, that was it. That for me, it just it so clicked with with everything. The medicine, food, energetic cleansing, um, music, and uh, yes. So it, that was it. That was it. We were like, right, that's the name. That is the name. Serotonia, but of course, it is overall Serotonia Gardens because that's what it's all about. Well, shall we take a walk in the gardens? Yeah, let's do it. This eight acres is a big mix of us tending to the wild, respecting the wilds that are here, um, but also planting. But also planting, as I said, trees and um, where we're walking now. There's the, this is the, there's different names for different areas. That's the, actually the West Avenue, yeah. and that has numerous uh, trees and bushes, a lot of bay and jacaranda. And there's an oak there, as you can see, that was all done from acorns. That's amazing, so it's, it's growing. Yeah, so Beautiful. it's so lovely. I know it's such a small tree. Yeah, but it's but the, yeah. the baby, the youth yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly, gorgeous. exactly. And the deer carobs there and the olives. Um, but we're going to go this way. And this is actually coming into a, an area called the Power Gardens. Um, and different things are happening here and in fact even things are happening just in the last few weeks so I thought well we'll have a look at that. Mm. A lot of the wilds are you know the spring flowers are lessening and lessening but mm. there's still some lavender. Yeah the there. lavenders are beautiful. Yeah such a great herb. This is um, an area that started planting just in the last month here's some calendula oh yes so so gorgeous such a wonderful orange actually that particular calendula and so much to say about calendula but uh, in this moment I want to I want to remind us actually of what an amazing immune tonic it is and if you're not familiar with calendula you might be familiar with a common name which is pot marigold and it's I want to just mention the pot bit because um, you perhaps are familiar with that name and that was um, we'd always put calendula flowers in the pot for the immune system this is before in the West if you like or in Europe we were familiar with ginger and turmeric wonderful herbs great for the immune system and often people are familiar with putting ginger in a hot brew mm. if they've got a cold well there was a day where we didn't have ginger in certainly had calendula and calendula was one of those really important herbs for the immune system and it is a great liver herb it's a great herb to get you on your path when perhaps you're confused not sure many ideas just really don't know start taking calendula things will happen 
sometimes it needs a bit of a warning because people can leave their job, start at their own business, and leave their husbands. I've seen it all. I really have seen it all. So it's a, it's a, it's a very powerful herb. And it's certainly one of my allies. And it, it's a great herb because it, it's a medicine, but it's also it's a great companion planter. So it's always good in the garden anyway. But it's an antifungal and antiviral. Um, very good for the lymphatic system. So yes, yes. And it, it is a herb of hope. It really is. So we have the calendula here. We have some wild plants around. This plant just here is actually an Artemisia. This is Artemisia annua, which you may be familiar with. Very strong, very bitter herb. Mm. Um, in fact, you want to... Because it... Oh, Suzanne, because it is such a... Oh, yeah. Mm. That's beautiful. It is. But it, it is. is powerful. It is strong. And yeah. It is a strong bitter. And mm. um, it is, again, another antifungal, antiviral, mm. and has been great medicine when there's infection in the blood. And, for example, this has been a great herb in malaria. Mm. But so these are all done from seed. Every lot, a lot, a lot is done from seed. And if we have time, but I'd like to show you the nursery at the end anyway to just see where it all sort of starts. Mm. Chamomile over here. Oh, gorgeous. And the chamomile we have been harvesting and harvesting keep going with it so I actually already did a big harvest just the other day but in a few days time it'll be another so it's great it's the same they're actually all the same family that's the Asteraceae family um, and with the calendula it's the same I didn't pick those flowers yesterday because I <laughs> wanted you to see them but I'll pick them and then in a few days they're back, back. again they're Fantastic. Back. so it's a really ooh, it's quite a it's a great harvesting going on and a lot more now, I wanted to just mention this brand new area over here, which is a wonderful circle. Yes, um, we like circles. We do. <laughs> and actually, and it's very, very early days, but I mean, this is all very, it's all just been happening in the last um, sort of month. It is a seven directional garden. I do work with the seven directions and the spirit of those directions, and I call them in in medicine making and at other important times. Um, so it's just wonderful to be able to have a garden that really is very specific to those seven directions. Quite special, Daisy. Yeah, yeah. So it feels really good and really the people that helped me to make this, I felt so, so much gratitude, so much love. So it's really good. Mm. Very happy to be able to share a little bit mm. of that with you. Yeah. And, and just this side, um, actually we're going to be creating a labyrinth. Oh, yes. Very nature, very natural, really connecting in with the shape and what's happening. So no rush. This garden also, to, to no rush, because we, we perhaps did in the beginning, you know, right? Big machines clearing out huge boulders. Now, do you see some of those massive yeah, boulders over yeah, there? Yeah, big rocks. Massive. So yeah. they came out of Calendula's garden. But see those boulders over there? <laughs> oh, huge. <laughs> they are huge. You've got a little mini Stonehenge here. You know, that's the kind of work. Yeah. That that you have to do first to prepare the land here if you want to start planting yeah. um, so it's always lots of stages and can take a year keep going um, and we shall go into the orchard orchard, and we have a big mix fig right here quince there that's actually a mulberry oh. um, but let's keep going yeah. so we have got oh, this this is a white mulberry oh. So I am a bit of a fruit bat. Anyway, yeah. now I think there are some ripe ones. I think I saw... 
Let's see. And if you could just taste one, would be so good. Mm. Let's see. It might be on the other side. What you have to look for is one that's a bit more translucency. They're quite green at the yeah. minute. I, as I say, I am a fruit bat. We'll just keep looking, see if there yeah. is one that you can have a taste of. Just be one. Oh, thank right. you. Oh, Let's yeah. See, see, because it's still a bit hard because they are very sweet once they're once mm. they're ripe. But this is a yin. Mm. Amazing to pick a mulberry off the tree. Oh, okay, so that was something that was so. I thought, start planting. We've got um, apricots, lots of apricots, peaches, um, apples there actually, and that's what I had said. You know, when I'm an old lady, I'll pick a peach. Well, I didn't have to wait that long actually. <laughs> it was just a few years, and then it was just like abundant. <laughs> The Nespras have just finished, pretty much finishing, and these mulberries are taking over. There are black mulberries down there. It is a fight with the birds, I've got to yes. say it. They do get in. But what I also wanted to say about all these trees is that, yes, I did. Of course, I really did want an orchard. Um, but also, they all have medicinal properties, all. So as we're here with the white mulberry, mm. this is a great yin tonic, really building when you've had maybe a lot of stress or a lot of um, deficiency for some reason. Um, we want to build, build, build our yin, even if you're not familiar with that yin, but you understand yin and yang yeah. to a certain degree. Um, so this is a great tonic. Um, and with the fruits, all the berries, all the fruits, of course, have huge amounts of nutrients. But the leaves also have good medicine. And most of the leaves have some anti-inflammatory action. Um, but they'll also have digestive properties and, and all sorts, all sorts. Beautiful. But, yeah. So the origins of herbal medicine, I, mm. I pick up on... Indian culture and Chinese medicine. I am classed, if you like, a, a Western European herbalist, but goodness me, I mean, in this day and age, herbal medicine has been around from the beginning, from right from the beginnings of, of humans, basically, um, and before, of course. But what I, when the so when humans started, herbs were there, plants were there, and that and the working with medicine happened very quickly. But then recorded, as you just mentioned, you've had the Ayurvedic, which I actually was very, I had a lot of Ayurvedic training in my, in my training. So already, you know, that the, the, the mix, if you like, the taking on of, of ideas has been a really important part of, of, of medicine. And that is also from North Africa, um, what happened in the Americas where a lot of Europeans went to America took a lot of the their knowledge but then of course met um, Native Americans that also have a huge um, history themselves as do the South Americans and so a lot then of the so the the Europeans took a lot to the Americas but then they gained a lot and learned a lot and brought that back to Europe so that's what's been going on a lot over the the millennials I could almost say that sharing medicines because what kind of got me in the very beginning is that actually in my early 20s I worked in British Museum and I worked in the Paleolithic department and there I was literally holding tools that had that that well even not humans but you know before humans and working with plants and also the there was the 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 nomads always of course had pouches and in those pouches 
were herbs. So the, the point is, is that herbs and humans have been together from the beginning and as as humans moved around the world, they shared and learnt, learnt. And that continues today. That definitely continues today. But also, as much as it is amazing, all these herbs from elsewhere, and I am also totally fascinated by them, but it's also what is growing on your doorstep. What? Who is literally right here? And as we do stand here, there's fennel right mm. here. Yes. Wonderful fennel. I'm standing just by it. And I didn't we realise it. It was just in, yes. Yeah, and funcho in, in Portuguese. And we have a lot of wild fennel here, which is the fennel that, that you're familiar with. Great medicine, a great medicine for, for so many things, for digestion, for aches and pains, for in motherhood. goes on and on. But yes, what an amazing, amazing world herbal medicine is but also just to always remember that we have so much wherever you live you can just stand there for a moment and you'll see that the trees and plants around you are exactly what you need those are lovely that's mm. another thing that we're doing here more mm. is that um the olives are pruned very hard and very low and it totally makes sense why that happens because otherwise you know that's how you can reach the olives mm. but I have to say here at Serotonia, more and more, we are allowing, just wanting the trees to go up high. Because mm. actually olive trees are quite tall trees. Yeah. And you can see, so we'll be able to harvest the olives here and then the birds can have the rest. There's such a an, an old tree, the olive tree, isn't it? Again, through culture, through history, it's just yeah. there. It's And it feels it when you look at the trunk, mm. it's... It's very solid and beautiful. And the, yeah, the really endurance. The mm. olive does give energy. Mm. The vibration is about vitality and energy. And also I feel, spent a lot of time with the olive, of course, we have here. Lots of very interesting studies. Just we do some of the teachings here. We'd spend just one day with one plant. And that's always a really interesting experience. And we've done quite a few with olive. And there's one thing to say, another thing to say about olive. It really helps you to find the dance within. So it helps your flexibility and your movement. But with a, with, with love, you know, with a, with a smile on your face. Very light-hearted. Yeah. Very ancient. Very light-hearted. And good for the heart, of course. Olive oil. And also the leaf is actually very good for lots and lots of things, but also as a, as a, as a prebiotic, mm. helps the gut. So it's really good. Little ginkgo there. Oh, wow. You know, just to completely do something completely different. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen ginkgo, mm. but actually to see the plants, to touch the plants rather than the picture on the box kind of yeah. thing. Well, exactly. <laughs> and that is such a thing about this place. It's serotonin. That's what I want people to have. Yeah. Oh, right. That's what it looks like. Making those connections. Most mm. definitely. Most mm. definitely. So here we're just entering into Enchanted Garden, that's its name, and lots of different herbs in here. A lot of different plants that I tried to plant in, in actually in the Chakra Garden, but the, the, the sun and, and lack of shade up there was just too much for a lot of plants. So they're here and doing well here. So this is a garden that very much comes to life now and into June, July. So there's always something there's always something going on at Serotonia and uh, yeah and there's going to be a lot of planting in here just over the next few days. Oh, the, the, the Californian poppy that definitely sit here. Um, we'll be you know certainly having more. So that's a very relaxing herb. Um, it's good it's good for sleep. 
that is a very important part of this the, the medicine of this plant um, but also it's it is it is a safe herb for children and good for for cough and and other respiratory type especially a nervous cough that's mm-hmm. that's where um, but just because it's in flower there um, it's quite a, it's quite a sort of, there's a bit of calendula there they used to oh ooh, that was a big creature yeah cricket yes going into the lavender yes <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's quite a lot of work to do in this garden i have to admit it kind of does get a bit there's lots going on you know goes to sleep and then comes up for example there's that's all hypericum st john's wort there but not at the moment well it's there but it's underground just coming up this is cat mint mm. nepeter do you want to have a smell mm. So that's obviously a lot of cats like cat mint. Um, <laughs> yes. Not all cats like it, um, but a lot do. But also it's really good for humans for agitation, um, tension. So it's, a, it's another, it's a relaxant. It, it's a good example of, so I'm very familiar with cat mint. Actually, it grows well here, but it also grows in Northern Europe well. It's got a lovely texture, isn't it? Soft, mm, so soft. soft. It's lovely and soft. And this one is another nepeter, but wouldn't, mm, well, pro- possibly wouldn't grow in the north so much, but definitely likes it here in the south, and that's called uh, Nepeter tubosia. Mm. tubosia. And it got beautiful flowers which are just coming, and I've been planting a lot more of that. So that, of course, is part of what we're doing here, is, oh, my good old favourites, and then, well, they're just about do it. But maybe a cousin of theirs really does it well here. So that's 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 always learning, always learning, and certain plants that perhaps really that I'm familiar with, but not doing well here. I'm, you know, making a sidestep and learning what would be more appropriate, because of course another part of all of this is to be a sustainable herbalist. I I buy my herbs. Um, or the medicines um, from certain suppliers that I have done for many, many years that I trust. Um, but of course, things are changing. And anyway, not just because things are changing, but always that was the aim to be sustainable, grow all our medicine, all the plants here and make medicines here, which which we do do, but more and more and more. Now, this is lovely. Gorgeous. Love Look at this. Here. Yes. Just love it. And uh, this is just coming into flower now. Um, just such it's such peace and actually a part of the medicine of this is is when there is a lot of chaos in one's mind a lot of um, challenges going on potentially and sometimes those challenges not to do with you so for example last year and maybe even this year but with with all that's happening in the world and then the dear love and a mist was just so abundant and again it is now love and the mist yeah yeah, it is Nigella, um, Damascena, this one, and others may be familiar with um, black cumin, which is which is also a Nigella, very similar, and they do actually they they work in quite similar ways. Great digestive. It's gorgeous, just floating in the breeze this morning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so we'll come out and come more into the wild areas. Yeah see the red that's very sure people are very familiar with that that's the bottle brush tree and really medicinal the flowers uh, all parts of the plant are actually medicinal great for high blood pressure good for all sorts of bronchitis respiratory problems tummy problems 
just because it's so red, I just it caught my eye there. It was this flomis that I also ah. wanted to point out. People sometimes muddle it with sage. It mm, is the I same was gonna family. Say, it reminds me of sage. Yes, yeah. but doesn't have that smell. No, and isn't. But no. it's the same family. But um, actually, is very soothing and old Algarve medicine, great for sore throats and or um, inflammation. It's an interesting plant. Just you coming, have plenty of it. Yeah, just coming into Gorgeous. flower. And here, the more lavender. Um, as I say, the lavender is coming to its end now, but still got very strong smell when you smell it. And you'll see that tiny little pink one, and that pink one is the century. Oh, you see that? Now that's one of our bitters. It's very, very bitter. You take it. You could take a flower. Have a flower if you wish. Yeah. It is bitter, so I'm pre-warning you, but I'll have one too. This is a great medicine. Mmm, mm, it's bitter. Very bitter. Mm. So, wow. Yeah. Strong. Very strong. It's one of our European bitters. Mm. Uh, I was absolutely, I was, couldn't believe that it grew all over here. Because yeah. I've been working with this plant for a long time. Um, great for the liver. Just cleans the liver. Very good in um, emotional anger, frustrations, um, and also hormonal problems. PMT, that, that's a rage that can come. Um, absolutely fabulous herb. Little pink flower. And it's so pretty. I know, and it pulls such a punch, and it really does. But it gets in, so it's great for headaches. All sorts of liver congested problems, actually. Yeah, It's so amazing, isn't it? You work with doctors as well. We're seeing more and more now conventional practitioners working with herbalists complementing each other in practice yes, yes i mean that is the the absolute best thing and and i do a lot of that sometimes the doctor is very aware and that's wonderful sometimes the person doesn't want to share with the doctor they're taking the herbs but but actually we can see the harmony that's taking place um no the two work really well together and that's that's something that I would love to, to, to build more. In, in Glasgow, we actually were, I was working with, with, with the NHS, it was just starting, just before I left. But I did pass that on to someone else, so hopefully they took that mental on. It's a bit different here for me, you know, always different languages and all of that, but herbal medicine in different countries has different uh, legalities around it, of course, which makes things more complex. Fields of lavender. Yeah. Again, I mean, lavender is such a wonderful herb. So um, we're probably really familiar with the essential oil of it and great, but also to have a tea of the herbs. Oh, actually, that's pomegranate down there. Oh. We were just past um, mastic. This is actually known as pistachio lenticus. We are very familiar with pistachio vera. And uh, it depends what time of year it is, but this is also the family of cashew the oh. cashew family and actually you do sometimes see but it's not at this time but you'll actually see like this very flat cashew and you're like my god it is the same family <laughs> you can see it but this mastic is different and, and it's very similar to arabic gum so which you may be familiar mm. with and it's it really when the medicine comes from the 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 resin that comes out of the tree and you you ah, kind of okay. tap it and the resin comes out but sometimes the resin is coming out anyway at certain times of the year so that's the time to collect it and well and you get a scent off that you get a strong smell strong smell and also it has wonderful red berry in the autumn and um yeah, but that resin helps the gut. E. coli, and funny you mentioned 
because this is sometimes doctors really will actually say well I've heard about this if you want to try it but it all from Greece but uh, this is a herb I'm very familiar with this grew on Formentera where my mum lives so I've always known this plant but yeah so it's got powerful medicine powerful medicine to it all the trees are prayer trees but there is a specific tree there that is a prayer tree you know and there are other trees that are specifically sits trees that really i go to you know very regularly and it's it is quite amazing when you do very regularly go to a tree and spend that time and what you learn from the tree and also how you see the tree does look different you actually you know it plants and trees really enjoy humans to interact with them there's no two ways about that i see that i've seen that all my life i see it when others come yeah i did a forest bathing walk yesterday in cork oaks and it was just a magical morning you say a, a prayer tree what do you yeah. mean it's a tree that um actually can go to and and make prayer give offerings um, and the offerings do need to really be handmade. There's something in that. I've learned about this is actually from Native American um, tradition. So there are little prayer things that you can make, but with prayers of so prayers that I've made many prayers, but lots of prayers of love and peace and healing to the to the earth. Of course sometimes I do make a prayer that's much more personal but overall with that particular tree it's very much the universal prayers that I, I give regularly but it's like a it's connecting in with with the medicine of that of the tree as well and the life of that tree yeah? exactly exactly yeah, that there's something about when we are with plants that we, we do connect in and we feel that love and we feel the gratitude and we give gratitude and but you know what? There's also something really nice about introducing yourself when you are with a plant. Well, hello, you know, I'm Daisy or I'm, you know, and just making that connection. It's just something about the the the, the, the partnership, if you like, this co-creative partnership that we, we really are in. And that's So there is something about, my goodness, it being in, in awe of these amazing plants. And, and I'm here really wanting to learn from you listening and connecting in and you gain even more you really do oh. lovely carobs. you see the carobs are evergreen but every so many years and it's certainly this is the second time since we saw i don't know if it's every five years or something they do it a lot of the leaves get kind of almost go and you get a complete rebirth of new leaf now that happens every year but as i say once every sort of five years you have a really so they look quite yeah. sparse and then whoa you, they'll be big and bon bonny again and again that cycle and exactly. and the regeneration and uh, it's just beautiful to be in that yeah. flow and rhythm and to notice it exactly yeah and that you that's exactly what i was just thinking there really is something about witnessing it being in it and just yeah and you, you just connect with yourself and our own renewals that we're always in even when you feel stuck it's still there's this movement is there again another area now that is a circle another very that is very much a sacred circle where where different ritual and uh, calling in the spirits happens actually there's a lot of that type of thing going on here in amongst um what the plant
plants are wanting to do and what we are creating garden wise so if people came to stay say they came to do a three-day long weekend or with you here things you do yeah it really depends on the person it really does um but to to what their needs are and a lot of energetic cleansing would be a part of that and and working with these areas in the garden to just give that support yeah and structure if you like actually even a bit Mm. are you seeing anything particularly in the last few months as there's something that you're seeing more of with people that are coming to you anxiety frustration um unsettled unsettled that's a definite and as much as you know we can feel it's okay you know we need sometimes in in life we need big big sort of shake-ups we see that overall in life but this is definitely a biggie but the world needs a shake-up so many people doing more walks and connecting and my clinic has been so busy as it must be another um, indication of people saying no I, I want to work with my health in a different way because why would my clinic in the last year almost have doubled? Yeah. I've been working with Zoom for many, many years because when I left Scotland, well, most of the clinic came with me, but we but via Z- uh, Zuba. Cyber? <laughs> Cyber. You're a pioneer of Zoom. <laughs> yes. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> it's so funny, really, that actually. a lot more to say about that. Um, Yes, and also vegetables because we do have a vegetable yes. garden. We've had, we have, we can grow yes. vegetables in different areas. Actually, Corey has got very—that's my partner. He has very green fingers, and he, you know, pops onions here and potatoes there. So it's quite like that. But we also have a particular area where there are vegetables and actual specific vegetable areas. But you would never starve. There's always different ways to go. Yeah. Then you start to hear the birds. And that's something so wonderful here. There's so many birds. Yeah. The sounds. I think that there's a reason that it's that corridor thing again. We do have a lot of monoculture around here. Of course, there's there are things to say about that. But in this moment, it's just so wonderful. If I say that we are preserving this land, and I tell you, the birds are happy. They feel it. And, you know, they just come because there's less and less areas for them to go. Obviously, there are always areas for them to go, but serotonin is one of them. And because your diversity of plants here, mm. they're attracted to it. Yeah. Wow, Daisy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. What would you like to share today or people to take away a gift? Mm-hmm. I would want to share, is as we see the lavender here, um, but it could be lavender, it could be mint, it could be thyme, it could be sage, um, it could be rosemary. Why I'm talking about the aromatics, and I'm saying that because I think, well, obviously if you live in Portugal, you'll have plenty around, but even if you're in other parts of the world, you may have one of those or a few of those, maybe just in a pot or in your garden. And it's just the thunder, absolute bounty of medicine that comes from those herbs. And for everybody may be familiar with them, maybe good in cooking or like a mint tea, but to really remember that those herbs that I've just mentioned that you're familiar with, those aromatics, they are good for digestion. They get the liver, the pancreas, they get digestive enzymes moving. Um, So they help you digest your food and get the nutrients from your food. Um, They help circulation. They boost your immune system. 
they boost your emotional health. Most of all of those herbs will help with anxiety and depression. They are antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial. You can be working with them as teas, you can put them in vinegars, you can grind them in your salt, you can have foot baths. Um, oh, it just goes on and on. But if you took just that, that from this, you, you have a medicine chest, you have something really, really powerful in your pocket. If there was one word to describe nature for you, what would that be? When, I, when you do say that, actually, nature, I, do, I must admit love. I've got to say that that is the first word that comes into my into my mind it's been absolutely wonderful morning you know I came a little tired this morning and I feel energized and and I've been smiling a lot so it just naturally comes when you're in this beautiful setting you have a beautiful home and a beautiful place of practice and work and yeah thank you thank you And you can find out more about Daisy's work, retreats and plants online at serotoniagardens.com. You've been listening to The Nature Pod with Suzanne Radford. For more on my forest bathing walks and workshops and online programmes for nature connection and stress management, check out thenaturepod.com and you can sign up to the newsletter or on social media at Forest Bathing Algarve. And if you'd like to share your stories of nature connection and join me on The Nature Pod, then get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. I leave you now with an invitation to sit with a plant or tree. Say hello and sit a while and breathe. Find your place and notice how it feels.